Hello, this is Matt, and welcome to another edition of the Studio Rats podcast, episode 18 for February 15th, 2012. I thought I should mention for anyone who might be turning into the podcast for the first time who's kind of listening to the audio quality and going, uh, why would I want to listen to a, a podcast about recording from someone who has such horrible audio quality? So yes, the reason why it sounds like I'm talking in a car driving down the road is because I am talking in a car driving down the road. This allows me to be able to get podcasts out on a more frequent basis, which I think is important. So hopefully you can live with the audio quality. So coming up in a future episode, I did get someone who sent me a mixture critique, so be listening for that. Unfortunately for that episode, I will have to be in the studio and stationary because it will take a little more uh, pre-thought and editing to um, edit in some samples of the mix so you guys can hear what I'm talking about. But hopefully I will get that out in the next week or so. So as promised, I thought I would talk about the restoration project that I recently completed. Basically, the the project was... um, Someone had an old recording of a relative who served in World War II. I guess the recording was made sometime in the mid-90s. It was actually done on a computer, uh, which was great, so I didn't have to deal with any um, tape falling apart or anything. But the relative has since passed away, and the family members wanted to make sure that the recording was preserved. And they also noted that there was a lot of background noise that at times made it difficult to hear the person um, talking about, you know, retelling some of their stories from the war. So they wanted to see uh, what I could do to help that out. Now, you know, audio restoration projects are not as fun as a music project, say, as mastering an album, but I think they're equally as important, especially when you're preserving a piece of history And um, so, you know, they need to be treated with the utmost care and respect. So really, the idea is to preserve what is there. You know, you want to preserve the moment while hopefully increasing listenability. You know, for for this type of project, uh, sure, it would have been possible for me to remove more of the background noise than I actually did. But when you do that, you introduce some artifacts just due to the processing and... um, you know, that can kind of sound like that strange kind of waterfall-y type sound. Um, I'm sure if any of you have used Isotopes RX, you know what I'm talking about. Because um, if, you, if you push those algorithms too far, things start to sound kind of strange. And it can also make uh, the voices sound kind of hollow and kind of stiff. So I definitely didn't want to go that far uh, because, I, you know, it was important to preserve the, the, the tone of the person's voice, and I think also the environment that it was recorded in. It it was obviously recorded in someone's house, and there was a a small infant in the background making quite a bit of noise, as infants do, and also, I I presume, you know, other family members were present, I presume, either uh, the child's mom or um, probably grandparents, because I have a feeling that the, the person speaking was the grandfather. So... You know, part of that was, I, I think, uh, was kind of preserving the whole moment, including the background noise. I, I imagined the young infant listening back to the recording when he's, um, you know, older, you know, perhaps in his 30s, 40s, or even later in his 60s, and, you know, kind of smiling, you know, hearing himself in the background and hearing 
um, his grandmother's laugh. Um, so I, I thought, you know, even though the, the subject of the recording was the World War II veteran, I think there was a lot of um, additional history that, that was there in the recording as well that was kind of incidental to that moment. So I definitely didn't want to do anything that would completely eliminate that. And of course, if I did, the recording would have sounded kind of strange. So the first thing I did was, you know, I listened to a couple of the tracks. They gave me about an hour's worth of um, audio to work with. And, you know, there was quite a bit of background noise. There was a number of places where uh, there was some pretty bad clipping and distortion. Um, There was some abrupt transitions between portions of the interview. Basically what someone had done was they'd taken, at least I gather, um, the person that gave me the file hadn't actually done the original recording, but from what I gather, someone had gone back and and broken down the interview into chunks, um, you know, and and made it into a a CD, basically, where you could jump to specific spots in the interview. The problem with that was that left some pretty awkward and abrupt transitions between the different tracks, um, in a lot of cases where part of a word was on one track, the beginning of a word was on one track, and the ending was on another track, and um, you know, just very kind of abrupt transitions, and, and there was no fade-outs. There was a couple uh, spots where it was obvious that the recorder had been stopped, um, and, and it hadn't been faded out. So, you know, what I did was I went back, I fixed the, you know, obvious defects, such as the clipping and distortion as, as best as I could, and I used Isotope RX, which is an excellent tool, and you're actually able to remove most of the clipping. There was a couple places where it was just so severe that that you could still hear that there was a little bit of clipping and distortion there, but it went a long way in, in removing that. Um, obviously, I was able to remove quite a bit of the background noise, and then kind of once I had things cleaned up as best as I could with, with um, RX, I went through and, and did some EQ to try to enhance the speaking voice and minimize, you know, some of the, well, it wouldn't have been tape hiss, but I guess it probably would have, was hiss from the, the microphone preamp that they used and also just some um, real low rumbly noises, um, some some uh, banging from, from the infant in the background and just kind of generally do some very subtle EQ to try to enhance the recording. It was interesting on... Uh, on Isotope's uh, spectrogram display, I noted that there was kind of a continual band throughout the entire recording where uh, there was not much signal happening, and I think that was probably due to the microphone that they were using. I, I haven't quite seen anything uh, as dramatic as that before, and unfortunately, it was kind of right in the mid-range, which is where uh, you know the speech intelligibility is. So there was not much I could do about that, but it was really interesting if. If you're familiar with RX's display, um, it was very obvious that defect on the recording. Um, after doing some EQ, I, I added some compression to try to even out some of the speaking. Um, you know, I think the recorder or the microphone had obviously been placed on a table, and uh, the person speaking, you know, they would maybe turn their head to address someone in the room, and their voice would um, obviously become quieter. And just because of the nature of the stories and the dialogue, 
Um, some of it was quieter than other spots, and other, other spots were obviously loud enough to cause the microphone to clip. So a little bit of compression helped to even that out. And then I added just a touch of limiting just to catch some of the extreme peaks. Then once I had my audio processing done, then it was time to, to lay the tracks back out because um, the client wanted a CD. And obviously, my last episode, I tried uh, WaveBurner. That didn't work, and I ended up using Logic, or excuse me, using Wave Editor. Um, so what I did was I had to take the individual tracks that, that, that they had provided me where they had been broken up because basically they imported the files from the CD for me. So I was working with those files. So I had to stitch back a number of the tracks and add crossfades to get those words to, um, you know, not have obviously obvious gaps between the words. And was able to stitch that together quite nicely so that the the recording could be listened, um, you know, uh, beginning to end as one continuous file with no obvious breaks. There were a couple of spots, as I mentioned, where the recorder had obviously been turned off. So just to help um, signify and delineate that there was a passage of time there, I did some fade in and fade outs, which made it obvious that that, uh, the recorder had been stopped or were coming back to the conversation at a later time. Um, So I think all that was very effective to really enhancing uh, the recording that was there. You know, my goal as should be yours when you're working with a client or even with a friend is to exceed expectations. I really think that they were just expecting me to clean up the audio files um, and increase the intelligibility, but I was able to, I think, really just by adding the, um, you know, the fade-ins and the fade-outs and stitching those disjointed audio files back together was really able to enhance the whole listening experience. And I also went in and added an um, you know, I, I mimicked the the track layout that they had uh, for the most part, although I did add a few um, kind of at the beginning when someone was asking him a question, I would make that a new track mark that se- or a track mark that seemed uh, very logical so that they could just jump to the beginning of a story, uh, you know, as brought a- about by a specific question. Um, so I think that that really worked very well. So really, even though this was an audio restoration project, you know, you you kind of approach it from a mastering perspective where your goal is to enhance what's there, not add any additional processing or gimmicks that, um, you know, it it would have been silly to add reverb to this. Um, You know, really you just want to enhance what is there, um, preserve it, and hopefully, you know, in this case, make it a lot more listenable. Uh, when it comes to music, you know, it would, would be to uh, enhance the artistic vision that's already there. Obviously, you know, fix any defects that might be there. So that's going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. Hopefully that will give you guys some ideas of how to approach any um, audio restoration projects that might come across your desk, as it were. Probably a great way to, to start doing this type of stuff is if in your own family, if you have... Um, recordings of relatives, um, you know, this is a great way to kind of practice and also to um, add add something to kind of your family's history. It, it, it's a, I think it's a great thing to preserve. And I think as, um, you know, family members get older, it, it's something important to document, um, you know, stories from their life so that you can pass it on to future generations. 
If you have any comments or questions, feel free to drop me an email at matt at finleysound.com or please stop by the website, thestudioratspodcast.com. That's all one word. And leave a comment uh, in the comment section for each podcast. Would love to hear from you guys. Um, If you have any suggestions for upcoming episodes, that would be great. Uh, Mixed critiques, um, send them in. I'm happy to do that. Um, it'd be great if I could do, you know, one a week. Um, I think that would be really excellent. I don't know if there's uh, much need or demand out there, but um, I think that would be cool and would be a great way to, um, you know, kind of practice uh, critical listening skills and listen to, to things and pick up some tips that you could apply to your own music. If you guys have any friends or colleagues that you think might enjoy this podcast, I would ask that you would please mention it to it. I really would like to increase um, the listener base and diversity of the people who are listening. I think that will only help improve the content of the podcast as more people have um, questions or comments. It can kind of help me um, fine-tune things and come up with some good topics. So until next time, go out there and record something.